You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chen Tang, and I'm going to be playing Hong in Season 2 of Cinemax's Warrior. And you'll also catch me soon as Yao in the upcoming Disney live-action movie Mulan. And you are listening to Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember... Your kung fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me today is actor of stage and screen, soon to be a series regular on Cinemax's Warrior, and featuring in the upcoming live-action adaptation of Disney's Mulan, Chen Tang Chen, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Drive-In podcast today. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, it's got to be really exciting for uh, all the stuff that's coming up. It's shaping up to be a pretty big 2020 for you. Oh, gosh. You know, it, it really hasn't sunk in yet. It hasn't really hit me yet because, uh, you know, we shot it, we were there, we experienced it, but, you know... It hasn't come out, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't actually seen it. Um, so uh, yeah, and that—that's just the honest truth. Yeah, it's, we're all very excited. That's cool. So for a kid who was born in Japan, raised in China, then immigrated to the deep south of the U.S., which which uh, I find fascinating in and of itself. What is it like having all of this stuff going on and really not being able to talk about it yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it feels really normal. Um, you know, it's like. Yeah, I'm sure you know other actors have said the same. You know, when you finish a job, it, it's it's wonderful. You're completely consumed, and that's the way I work, and just completely uh, creatively, full mind, body, and spirit consumed in something. And then you have to wait yeah. until it's post production, you know, <laughs> and then and then it'll come out. Yeah. So you know, I came back and I had the most amazing, you know, eleven out of the last 12 months i literally crisscrossed the world wow. and when i came back it really felt like honestly i was like oh wow i really just came back into a bubble and i feel like i'm back to where i was you know <laughs> like in my mental state and everything and i know it's not but the, the truth is like you know it, it really hasn't hit me yet it really hasn't hit me yet i don't think it'll really really hit me until we start seeing like more of a you know PR push for for Mulan. Well, let's uh, start with uh, Warrior because I'm a big fan of that show. Um, I've talked with a couple of your Hopway brothers. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you recently wrapped up work on the second season. So first of all, uh, it must be exciting to be working on that show. But prior to your casting, was it even a show that was on your radar as something that you might be interested in pursuing? Oh, you know, definitely. We, I was, I was always interested in it, you know. And you know, when we were here, everybody, you know, starts to hear about, you know, which auditions that are going on. And then we, we heard about uh, Warrior, and it's like, a, wow, this is, you know, there's Asian leads, and this is, a, it sounds like an interesting show, and it's by the showrunner of uh, Manchi, which uh, I, I enjoy. But to be honest, I was like, you know, at first, I was like, I don't know if it, if I would be a good fit for it because. I am not known, honestly, I'm not known to, to do martial arts, you know, I'm, and I'm not, I would not say that I'm definitely known as like an action actor at all. And I was like, well, I had 
grown up doing some martial arts, but I cannot sit here and know how many amazing martial artists there are out there and know all, all the world-class <laughs> martial artists that I got to work with and sit here and say honestly that I'm a full-fledged martial artist. Sure. So I didn't think that anything would come out of it. And then they had auditions for this new character. And it, it was, I, I took it and ran. And I was like, wow, this this character, this role speaks to me. And I'm going to do what I feel about it. Cool. And and things luckily worked out. You know? yeah. Were you a Bruce Lee fan or, or a Kung Fu film fan at all before the show? Oh, totally. Totally. I think if you asked 10 Asian people, <laughs> I think nine of them was actually a Bruce Lee fan. The, the truth is, I, I when I I moved, like I said, I, I my family immigrated to to Memphis, Tennessee, and you know I, that's the Deep South, and there are a lot of Asians. I'll be honest, there's there's quite quite a lot of diversity, more than most people think. Mm, okay, but when I was there, it really felt, you know, in the '90s and the early 2000s, you're like, man, you don't see yourself up on screen, so. It was like when I was playing sports and I was like, I remember like, you know, I, I need a hero, you know, <laughs> I need like a, an in-shape badass hero. And Bruce Lee was totally it. I remember, you know, I, I used to play uh, American football and uh, we'd be, you know, we had our strength coaches. We'd be in, in the in the uh, the weight room and I would just be like, you know, obviously in football, you want to get as big as possible. And I was like trying to lose weight because I'm trying to get that bruise out. <laughs> and then so they got kind of got mad at me for that. That's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, I've been a I've been a fan since I was like you know in my teens. So how did you get involved with the show? Was it just a, a case of seeing the listing and going out for it? Oh, dude, you know, <laughs> it's sort of a long story. I'll try to cut it short, but. Uh, I had just wrapped Mulan and I was, you know, we were still in, in, in New Zealand and I decided to stay for a few extra weeks. I wanted to explore, you know, the Great Barrier Reef. I wanted to go around uh, New Zealand and then also take my family there. And while I was there, and it really was one of those things where like your agent just sends you like, hey, um, we need you to audition for this role. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, and I'm literally like getting on an airplane as we speak. I was like, but you know, and I, and I thought to myself, I'm one of those people that I really want to do my best. You know, I, I anything that I want to do, I, I can't genuinely say that I have done my best if I, let's say, have acid or even only go at 90%. You know, I want to put all of my time into it. And I basically got the audition and I was leaving on an airplane the next day and I just canceled my flight, booked a hotel room and just like worked on it, you know? <laughs> and and then uh, and I, and I actually put it on tape, you know, and it was, it was great. And then once I left New Zealand, uh, I wanted to go to Australia, maybe take a little vacation. And then when I was there, as soon as I landed, I get a call back and they're like, hey, you know what? This is actually pretty good. They want to, they want you to show them some of your moves and your action reels. So I'm over there in a hotel and then like just like do, in, in, in the yoga room and just like doing some martial arts moves and, you know, doing some flips and tricks and everything from my wushu days. Cool. And, uh, and, and, and lo and behold, they actually liked it. And it just kept on going like that for a couple rounds. And finally, would you believe it that I, I landed in Fiji? at the time because I wanted to explore there. I w landed in Fiji. I landed in the airport and it's right before I go into customs, my manager says, hey, they want you to retape <laughs> some of these scenes because they want to see if you can get some more stuff. They really like you. And I was like, 
Really? Like I'm I'm on an island right now. <laughs> In fact, I'm not just on an island. I'm like on a tropical, beautiful paradise. And then I said, you know what? A hundred percent. So I just locked myself in that room, and I basically called my friend in New York at the time, and I had an iPad, and, and I recorded it on the iPad. I skyped him on my phone, and he read with me, and we did those scenes. And I built a tripod out of a desk, a trash can, you know, all these things. I should send you a photo, but that's awesome. It was like he was like this makeshift in the hotel, rearranged the hotel room so I could actually do this. And finally I did it. And I was like, you know, I'm pretty happy with this work. And I, I genuinely did the best I could. And then I couldn't send it, man. Oh. I couldn't send it because I have an old iPad. And I couldn't get the video off the iPad to my phone to send it. And there was no Wi-Fi. I'm telling you, there was like no Wi-Fi on right. And so I'm out here on like a far out island. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I had to get the video off the iPad to my phone. And so I turned off all the lights and I took my phone and recorded the iPad video what? with my phone. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I now I have it on my phone, right? And I'm like, okay, now I need to solve this problem of wife. I can't, I can't actually send this and they need this in like New York. So I basically turned on my roaming and I steadily one tick at a time on two G's just sent it through the night <laughs> on roaming. Whoa. <laughs> and, so, like, Whoa. and I was just like, Oh my God, it took like literally 10 hours to send a video, one video file. And then, um, you know, God bless that came back to New Zealand. I, I saw my parents, I brought them over for a little vacation and, uh, it was near Christmas time and they called me and they were like, you know, HBO loved it and they would like to offer you the role. Wow. That's an amazing story. Yeah, so I went through like three countries to do this thing. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to be a hell of a roaming bill. <laughs> oh, oh my God. No, I, I was like, it, it was it was astronomical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my first, yeah, my first paycheck went to that that's roaming bill. <laughs> but that's an absolute testament, though, to your kind of ingenuity and uh, stick-to-itiveness. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know what they say when you're backed into a corner, you have to, you got to figure it out, you know. <laughs> uh, were you at all uh, hesitant to get involved with that story, just because it's a Bruce Lee inspired story? And you know, fans, when you hear Bruce Lee, you think it's going to be straight up kung fu. And I mean, you, you said you you weren't necessarily known for martial arts. Were you at all hesitant? I guess just to to put yourself into that thinking that maybe it was going to be a wall-to-wall -wall martial arts showcase uh you know what not not really i mean I, I i always felt like if the universe brings you something i, I genuinely feel like you know it, you're gonna learn something from it so i always was like if, if it's in my path i must be here for a reason so uh, I always kind of welcome new things like cool. that. You know, the great thing about that show, though, is that even though it is a Bruce Lee story and, you know, a lot of fans initially were expecting all of that Kung Fu, it really isn't like that. And even, you know, that, that story is so strong and the characters are so great that when the martial arts is showcased, it's it's so well done because those characters mean so much to all, to all of the uh, audience already. Now, does your character get to show off uh, a lot of skill in, in the uh, scenes? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> um, Good answer. Without giving too much away, I think people 
maybe pleasantly surprised by nice. home. That's all I nice. can say. Nice. And I, I mean, I do know just from uh, the the little that you posted uh, on your social media that you are one of the the Hopway boys, and I've had a uh, a few of your Hopway brothers uh, uh, on the show as well. So I, I'm kind of partial to the Hopway Tom. Ah, saving the best for last. Let's see. Yeah, you got to load up. I mean, it's the best Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now, what exactly was your martial arts background? You mentioned Wushu. Is that uh, the main style that you did train in? Yeah, I did about six years of Wushu. I also did um, some Krav Maga, you know. And this was this was maybe like 14, 13 years ago. And uh, I did it for about six years. And uh as far as martial arts, you know, and there was a, some smattering of Krav Maga and some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but but not not a ton beyond that. Okay. When did acting become a part of your overall plan? Because, I mean, you have crisscrossed the world, and the Deep South isn't necessarily uh, where I tend to think first for actors coming out of, so... <laughs> no, I don't know, man, because, uh, you know, I'm from Memphis. Okay. Uh, again, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and... I don't know if there's something in the water there, but uh, for some reason, everybody's like super creative in Memphis. Oh, nice. uh, you know, a lot of music, sure. a lot of arts comes out of there. Such a history of there's such a richness of culture and soul that is there. Um, and so, you know, getting back to your question, like I really became an actor. Um, you know, I had some interest, but not, 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 not really. I actually had no thoughts about serious thoughts about becoming an actor until I was about 19. To be honest, I wanted to be a soldier. I wanted to enlist. Wow. I have a military family background. Uh, they were all in the Chinese military, the PLA. And it's, it's long story short. I, I don't know if it's just something that always called to me. I don't know if it's something that just is in my bones, but I feel like I really didn't have any thoughts about anything else until when I went to college. And uh, fortunately and unfortunately at the time, it was 2006. So the United States had just entered the Iraq war. So my mom was like, you know, you can be a soldier. You can join the military and we will support you. But uh, I don't know if you've seen the news recently, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you might want to think twice. So I went off to college. Long story short, I had to take an acting class for a fine arts requirement, and um, I just fell in love with it, man. I just fell in love with it, and I really thought I could make a career out of it and just a whole craft of it. As an Asian actor... I'm trying to phrase this without uh, offending anyway, but... <laughs> no, 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 man. Shoot it out. Shoot it out. Shoot it out. <laughs> so as an Asian actor in the Deep South, did you encounter any obstacles being that you were an Asian in the Deep South? Because, you know, without for anybody who doesn't know anything about the Deep South, the perception, the stereotype doesn't necessarily make it sound like it's a, an inviting place mm. for Asians. Well, I can see how that would be the perception, but, you know, it also depends on where in the Deep South. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think people always find this surprising when I'm like, yeah, you know, there, there are Asians everywhere. We, you know, we, we were, there were tons in, in, in Memphis when I grew up. And um, I think, of course, we're all burdened by history, you know, and uh, there was obviously, you know, depending on where you go and what you look for and, you know, law of attractions. And I believe what you look for is what you find. And I feel like some people just assume that there's going to be 
racism or assume that there's not going to be just going to be completely you know no diversity in the in in a certain place and i and i i i always tried to disagree you know and i, I really my experience was you know i feel like because of our history and because of our conflicts i find you know people actually believe it or not tend to understand each other even more in some ways okay and sure is there racism is there ignorance to that hey that's everywhere yeah, you know absolutely. um of course is like discrimination of course but i think maybe maybe i didn't really have a huge chip on my shoulder about that okay Maybe because of that, I, I didn't I didn't see it as well. I didn't attract that into my life as much. And uh, you know, to go back to your question about you know, was it difficult? Was it challenging to be a Asian actor in the Deep South? Well, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't start acting in the in the. I started acting when I moved to uh, the Northeast. I went to Boston and then finally New York, because that's where I started my acting career. And you know. Jeff, I gotta, I gotta be, you know, I gotta always speak my truth because I think people want to have an idea about, oh my God, it must have been a struggle. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's all those odds are stacked against you. People want to hear a romanticized narrative about whatever. And I, I, I really can't say with full honesty that I had discrimination as an Asian actor, as an Asian artist, I never felt like I was uh, put into a box. Uh, I was like, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder. None of that. Um, if anything, I felt that I think that actually being an Asian and Asian American actor really gave me a leg up in many ways. Wow, uh, it's different. It's something. I mean, like, listen, this is this is just my point of view, and this is just. Again, I believe in the law of attraction. You know, what you look for and what you put out there is what you bring into your life. And I know a lot of my peers, you know, they they definitely experience that. But I really, you know, never even, I, I remember not even, I, I remember often actually auditioning for mostly mo all ethnicity. Wow. And it just happens to me that I would get them. You know, like it, without changing of names or anything. And I was like, wow, okay, so I, I guess because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be very honest. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud to be Asian. Mm -hmm. I, in many ways, I actually feel more Chinese Chinese than Asian American in, in, in some ways. And I'm, I'm proud of my history. I'm proud of my culture. I love where I came from and all the richness of that unique experience. And because of that, I think I also looked at all the positives and looked at what could be versus immediately thinking about what couldn't be. Does that make sense? I know that was kind of a long-winded answer. No, that, that absolutely makes sense. And it's uh, I have to say, that's uh, not, a, not necessarily a unique perspective, but that's a hugely positive perspective perspective coming from uh, an Asian American actor. So that's awesome that that has been your experience. Well, definitely, because I think, you know, there's room for all. And if there is a possibility, let's say there's a great possibility of a very hard path for Asians or minority actors in general, I think there's also, you've got to be honest and say there is an equal possibility for a good path, like a path where, you know, you put out great work that, that inspires others. You put, put out great work that, 
lifts up our people and also you attract people and somehow you meet people that are also about that you know it's interesting yeah because i hear it more often than than not maybe but the roles that go to asian actors tend to fall into some predefined boxes more often than not and and maybe that's changed a lot since i've been you know watching movies and uh, since i've been speaking to actors from all over the gamut the, the stereotypes come into play but you know someone like you with that positive attitude who doesn't have a chip on your shoulder you know maybe you rise above that because you you make that effort to lift yourself above that but um did did you encounter those stereotypes at all when you were looking for roles <clears throat> let me think Nothing jumps out at wow. me, honestly. Wow. And I've heard horror stories from my peers. They're like, especially some of the old timers, you know, uh, OGs in the game. They're like, my God, they just randomly ask you to sound more Asian. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Right. But I'm, I, I can't say that I really have personally had that experience. So I, I won't make an assumption, yeah. you know. Um, I definitely heard that. But maybe the world is different now. I, I don't know. Um, maybe people are more PC, or maybe I'm just maybe I'm just dumb. I, I, maybe I've had my head in like an ostrich in the sand or something. I, I don't know. Like, or maybe you're just that good, right? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> screw that, man. I, I, I don't want to. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I won't accept that kind of flattery. Um, I'm. I really believe, in a way maybe life is just you see what you see you know will i have that in the future maybe who knows uh i try to live in the present right, you know right. that's awesome i love the positivity i have to tell you i love it yeah i tried to bring that as much into my role as hong as possible it really was like i i think playing hong really made me even more positive in a way <laughs> really now the the hop way aren't necessarily known for being positive people so <laughs> Oh, God, they're so serious. Uh, I, I remember talking to Andrew during some takes. I was like, I'm going to shake you, dude. I'm going to shake you. That's cool. Laugh a little. That's cool. <laughs> I think it's, it's you know, our show is, it, it really, I love our show. I really do. The writing is wonderful. And, but sometimes it's like everybody has going through a lot, you know, and, and they are. Mm -hmm. Everybody's in, in a very deep, dark space. But I... I thought to myself, you know, there's a lot of ways of dealing with trauma and pain and uh, emotion. And some people use the light as their shield and spear and not darkness. Yeah. You know? One of the things that I said about this show was that, you know, after you watch it for a while, you stop looking at the actors as Asian actors. You just look at them as great actors you know what i mean it, it the the, mm. the race just stops becoming front and center and all of a sudden it's these characters and their stories and you get so wrapped up into it uh, i'm hoping that that's the case with hong too jeez i hope so too <laughs> no pressure right <laughs> i will say this i really think that the writers and the producers have given me a role where it's very easy to differentiate myself and, you know, I have my own life and my own ways of looking at the world. Um, I think I brought in as much as I could. And I, I really think, you know, I, I, one of the main things I wanted to do in joining the Hopway was like, you know, I wanted to have my own idiosyncrasies. I wanted to have my own ways of viewing the world. This is Hong's life, not 
you know, Assam's life. This is not Young Jun's life. And so for me, I'm hoping that came out, you know, and Hong is, I mean, they, they had promoted him as a slightly eccentric mm. uh, hatchet man. Nice. And, uh, and I, I really think uh, some of those came out. Were you at all intimidated uh, joining in the second season like that? Or was it just another challenge for you to, to uh, embrace and uh, overcome? Oh, no, I was definitely intimidated. I, I was like, especially that first, my first day, I was like, wow, this is just being thrown right into the deep end, you know? And like, I really, and I was like, I have to learn this fight and I have to, you know, this is my first episode, yada, 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 yada. And I'm like, wow, okay, like, it took me maybe a good few days to really settle in and feel more comfortable, you know? You've gotten uh, some kudos from some of your uh, colleagues uh, on social media, at least. They can't wait to see Hong on screen, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Um, I I can't wait either. <laughs> All right, let's switch uh, tracks for a little bit and talk about uh, your other project, High Profile. Obviously, you can't say much because uh, we don't know a lot about it just yet. Mickey Mouse will come <laughs> and hunt us both down. Fair enough. But uh, you mentioned that you are uh, proud of your, your heritage and uh, being Chinese. So what is it like then to be involved with a story that is so rooted in Chinese culture? Well, you know, Mulan was one of the great experiences of my life. Awesome. Let's just start with that. I think that, you know, Disney really put their money where their mouth is. You know, they were like, we really need to get this right. We want to get as much as possible and honor this story that's so important to, to Chinese people as much as possible. And in the best way they can, while also telling a beautiful, fun Disney story, you know. And I was so impressed with how much research they did. They did two years pre-production. Wow. To just get all the, you know, and they, they looked at historical everything. And then they every every artistic decision was thought over. And, and if they wanted to take some artistic liberties with this, they, they did for a very specific reason. And um, it's, of course, it's still a fantasy. But to us, I remember every day, a lot of us on the cast, you know, some of us, I mean, for the most of us, it was the biggest, the biggest thing that we had ever seen or done or been a part yeah. of. Every day we were like, pinch me. We were in a dream, you know, and to, I, I used to, I grew up hearing, you know, the story of Hua Mulan, you know, like it's part of our folklore and to, to, to live and breathe and immerse yourself in that kind of world was just, it's like, wow, I, I, it gives me, it gave us chills. It felt like we were walking in a dream all the time. <laughs> That's cool. Now, this is a, a pretty big departure, from what I understand, from the cartoon that a lot of us grew up with. You know, for anybody that didn't know anything about Hua Mulan before, uh, Mulan, the cartoon, was our first introduction to it. Uh, so there's no singing, as far as I can mm. tell. There's no talking dragon, as far as I know. Um, you can't say anything, of course. But um, And your character, Yao, in the cartoon was this uh, short, squat, kind of brash little guy <laughs> i i don't think you're a short brash uh little guy so <laughs> what can you tell us about <laughs> your version of yao um, um well you know you asked two questions there or 
you spoke on two topics there. One was, you know, this is was you were saying that there's a major departure from the Disney version of Mulan. Um, I wouldn't call it that. I would actually call it there are several significant departures. <laughs> it's all over social media, but uh, it's actually in my in in. I would like to phrase it as um, it's a spiritual successor nice. okay. with a lot more callbacks than many people realize. A lot more. Cool. And while also cool. trying to um, be influenced by the, um, the ballad of Hua Mulan and, you know, the folklore, as well as the Disney version and, you know, the fantasized version, there's not too too much i can say about it but i think you know i sometimes i just want to say to people i'm like you guys have seen nothing yet nothing <laughs> yet. fair enough like the movie is beautiful and epic like you would not believe and there's many iconic moments of the cartoon that just must be there <laughs> And so uh, that's what I'll say. <laughs> and uh, and as far as the music, I mean, you know, let's just say that the House of Mouse, you know, Disney does not, it, Disney's not stupid. <laughs> um, but but you know, it it will be, it's a, it's definitely a creative version of it and uh it's something that they wanted to take a creative risk and also honor that and tell the best story possible and just just do the best make the best movie they could you know and and we they knew that to take something that's so so much a part of people's childhood memories you know um and and to even change even a little bit or or even people were mad or they were um, nervous or they were excited. They had, a, they had an emotional reaction when they found out that Mulan would be a live action. You know, to even do anything like that, I think they just wanted to do the best they could and um, tell the best story they could while also bringing honor to us all with, with, uh, with as much callbacks to the original cartoon as possible. And the second part of that is, yes, I play Yao, and yes, I know what Yao looks like in the cartoon. <laughs> but I don't know, I might surprise you because I definitely felt like I, I got that spirit of Yao. Nice. I brought my own flavor to him. But um, I... I was going to say, you know, you're like, I don't know how you're going to be brash. I was like, I don't know. I think I can be brash. Definitely think I can. Nice. I'm going to take a guess that you're not going to pull a Harvey Firestein voice, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think I, I did it in, in, in my way. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Now, for someone who self proclaimed not recognized as a martial artist you got surrounded by some serious world-class martial arts talent yeah. in mulan yeah. donnie yen jet lee jason scott lee were you ever kind of gobsmacked by the talent that was surrounding you in terms of you know martial arts talent oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, not not only the stars man i mean in a in a short way I, honestly i was just so taken aback by just the talent of all the stunts everybody who was doing stunts there you know it's everybody's so world-class and sometimes you're like man 
If you ever feel like you can't fight, work on something like that. Work with people like that. You ever feel like you're the you you are the least flexible and least capable <laughs> person in the room? Work with world class people like that. It's very very good for your ego. Let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I have much love for the stunt community. Me too. The skills and the uh, talent that they pull into demonstrating this on screen always blows me away because it just makes everything look so, so cool. Yeah, and you know, as an actor, they make us look so much, so much better than we could ever, ever be in real life. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> That's fun. That must have been so much fun. Definitely, definitely. Very cool. All right, well, let's continue the fun, though, and uh, let's do a lightning round. You ready? Yes, I'll win. <laughs> All right. Uh, first thing that comes to your head. Ready? How does a self-respecting Southerner prepare their grits? Oh, a lot of butter, man. <laughs> Are you a fan of grits? I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm really? Really not. <laughs> I, I find them a little bland. I like my biscuits and gravy. Oh, good yeah. choice. Good choice. All right. Then uh, biscuits and gravy, New York pizza, or In-N-Out burger? Ooh. Oh, uh, I'm leaning towards... I, I'm leaning towards uh, New York pizza. Oh! I, I know, I know, I know, but it's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> I will agree with you there. <laughs> Hope nobody's listening to the South. <laughs> um, speaking of the South, are you uh, a fan of country music? I actually I am. I really am. Mm, depends on my mood, though. Okay. All right. Uh, next question then. Kenny Rogers or Alabama? Alabama. <laughs> Did you hear the conviction in my voice? I know. I know. That was like definitive. Mm -hmm. That's funny. All right. Um, you, Andrew Koji, Jason Tobin, Rich Ting, and Perry Young enter a line dancing contest. Who wins? <laughs> Definitely not Koji. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm going uh, <laughs> to clip that out and send it to him. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, please. Oh, I, I stand by my comments. Um, you know what? Believe it or not, I think Perry's got the edge. Perry can move, man. <laughs> I want to be like Perry when I grow up. I mean, you know, he's he's extremely flexible. He used to be a dancer. Mm -hmm. There you go. Nice. Very nice. All right. And last question, and it's a trick question, so hopefully you get it right. But what's your favorite podcast about kung fu and martial arts, TV, movies, and entertainment? Oh, man. Let me think about that. I really have to think, you know. Um, you know, something's coming to mind, but I just can't quite put my finger on it. Um, I would definitely think it's the, what is it, the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast and that one episode with Chen Tang. Nice. Oh, yeah, he, he, he really elevated it to a different level. He definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. All right, so then tell me what comes next for you. Uh, Warrior is in the can. Uh, Mulan is in post somewhere. What comes next? Gosh, uh, you know, obviously, hopefully, the, this next season for, mm. for Warrior, um, knock on wood. Right now, we have a lot of PR coming up for, for Mulan. More, more things like this. Honestly, let me say this honestly right now, I would love to do an amazing indie film or like deep, just a deep character drama or some 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 really great indie film along the lines of um i just saw that amazing movie the farewell oh yeah gosh you know i'm just gonna put that out to the universe you know i i, I love working on work that's that's that 
that that deep, you know, and means that much. Cool. Where can my audience then go to follow along with you and your next steps in the film world? Oh gosh, uh, follow me on Instagram. I need your follows, please. No, um, <laughs> uh, no, but I'll, I'll follow him back. And uh, I, I, it's at Chen loves y'all. C H E N loves y'all. Chen loves y'all. Okay, so I will put that link in the show notes as well. And uh, in reading your bio, uh, one of the things that stood out was that you had an authentic Southern accent. I gotta say, I don't hear that right now. <laughs> oh yeah, well, well, I can turn it on and off like waterfalls. It's so. <laughs> yeah, people are always surprised by that. You know, I, I don't know why. Because like I did grow up in Memphis, Tennessee. I spent, you know, I talk like that. I, I talk like this until I was like seventeen years old. Wow, that's freaking me out, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah, listen, people, I, you, you know, Asians. We're, we're, we're like the cockroaches of the world, you know, we're, we're, we're everywhere, you know, we're everywhere. I can say that because I'm Asian, you know what I'm saying? Uh, listen, if, if, if this was the first accent that you heard, you just assume that everybody talks like that and you don't ask any questions. Right, so, right, absolutely. That's all I can say. Yeah, I'm Filipino and I do have um, some distant cousins who were raised in Australia and that will freak anybody out. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> But why? But why, Jeff? I, I, I never understood that. I never no, it's true. That. I never understood that. No, it, yeah, it's absolutely true. I, I, I used to think maybe I should just make my old accent just just how I talk normally. Maybe people just get yeah. used to it. Absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, Chen, thank you so much for taking some time out. You are an extremely positive dude. I have to say, it's uplifting to talk to you i, I love the energy that uh, you project and uh, hopefully i'll get to see more of that uh, on uh, more of your screen work but man this was great talking to you thank you so much oh man the pleasure was all mine pleasure was all mine thank you for having me awesome so i will have the links to all of chen tang's socials in the uh, show notes so follow him on instagram because he wants your follows get in when you can get in when you can buy low sell high <laughs> Chen, best of luck with everything that you got going on, and I hope to see more of you very soon. Thank you so much. Huge thanks to Chen Tang for taking some time out to talk with me for what wound up being his first interview since he's been home from a really hectic schedule. I had a great time chatting with him, and like I told him in our interview, he's got this infectious positive outlook, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he brings to Warrior and to Mulan. Follow Chen on Instagram at ChenLovesYall, C-H-E-N-L-O-V-E-S-Y-A-L-L. I have a feeling he's going to get really busy really fast, so drop him a line now and let him know that you heard his interview here on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. I wish him the best of luck, and hopefully he'll find some time to come back and share some more of his stories. Until then, give me a follow as well on all my socials, or drop me a line at KungFuDriving at gmail.com. If you follow me on Twitter at KungFuDriving, check out some of my fellow podcasters at the hashtag Castaways for some other really great shows. That's going to wrap it up for an awesome month of guests. So until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Drink a little wine and get a drunk and then we're fighting, ha! 
This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws I see the iron fisted bunk before the daily prayers Shouting bunks on the hands Running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Du's hands With the fearless idea they're roaming over the land Yeah the little bitch soldier is older than wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, Got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cars then pause here the applause Not the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good but boards don't hit back Yeah the death jewels here Derry D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jet Li's even faster Bitch had a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosa McQuan is real fine but see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to stand back You place the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaol in the mantis style Yeah defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's warm, we smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's warm, we smash the place up with a dragon claws See it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun Assassin slash and blood of just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the won't stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall Don't fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless, unleashed The fist of legend that the car Jet Lee I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, many for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's warm, to smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, many for some action Drink a little wine